Good morning and welcome to Friends Church. Happy Boxing Day. Hope you had a great Christmas. I'm actually probably in the same place you are, at home in my PJs, drinking a cup of tea or a coffee. But we wanted to have a service today anyways, while still giving as many of our volunteers the day off. So before we get started here, I just want to do a big, huge thank you and shout out to Justin Domshi. I'm sure he's going to kill me, but he's the guy who runs the teams that does all the stuff that you see when you're not here physically. So if you watch this stream or if you watch the video later or part of the podcast crew, Justin's the person, him and his team put that all together and he's putting this service together. So if you ever get a chance, if you ever meet him, he's a quiet guy, but he does so much to inspire our community to make the world a better place. So with that, shout out to Justin in the books. Let me start our service this way. I thought about the music that I wanted to do. I'm always a big believer in music because it feels like it inspires us in a way that my voice can't. So today, I basically made you guys a mixtape. Took the last couple weeks of music and picked my favorite songs. There's hymns, there's modern songs, there's stuff that probably is new to all y'all. But to me, there's songs that inspire. And the way the bands do, there's just something special about each and every one of them. So sit back, enjoy your cup of tea. I'll be back in a minute. Man, I love those songs. <laughs> I have them a little playlist in my office that I can play them whenever I want. Okay, today, Boxing Day, last service of the 2021 year. Got me thinking. Today I want to talk about how we change our beliefs. We have beliefs that are beautiful, but we also have, many of us have beliefs that are just not serving us anymore. And I want to know, how do I change those? And so to start that service, I want to invite you all to forget everything you've ever known about Jesus. It's quite the jump, huh? Just follow me for a second. I just want you to forget everything. So Christmas, there's no such thing as Christmas. December 25th is basically the same as March 2nd. I don't know. It doesn't matter. There's no Easter story. There's no nothing. Forget everything you've ever been taught. Forget everything you've ever seen on The Simpsons. Start with this idea of the first readers of the Bible. Now, remember, the Bible didn't come in this kind of big book that we see it as. It came over time. And the first readers of the first stories of the Bible believed that Jesus had died, full stop. And they were devastated. Because Jesus wasn't just some dude. Jesus was their hope. The, the, the name Jesus comes from the Hebrew Jeshua, meaning one who saves. They believed Jesus would save them from the Romans. And the Romans were occupying their whole area, making their lives just a living hell. And so Jesus, the one who is going to save them from the Romans, dies on the cross. It's over. Their chance to be free is gone. There's nothing left. That was the first readers of the Christian stories. Jesus is dead and everything's over and we're stuck in this living hell for the rest of our lives. 
But for any of you who are students of the Christian tradition or who have ever seen a Catholic mass, you know that the current beliefs around Jesus are significantly different. Like, not only did Jesus not die, Jesus is alive eternally. And today we're not discussing what you should believe. That's not what I'm interested in. What I'm interested in is how did they start with the belief that Jesus is dead, full stop, to Jesus is alive eternally? How do you change your beliefs that much? Because if we can figure out how they did it, we can change our beliefs. Because I don't know about you, but I have some beliefs that could probably use some changing. Don't we all? The belief that we're not good enough, we're not smart enough, we're not pretty enough, we're not successful enough. Those are all just beliefs. They've come from someplace. We understand that. Cracks in the Foundation series taught us where they came from. But are they serving us still? How about beliefs around other people? This is where <laughs> I get tripped up. People aren't going to take care of me. People are going to leave me. People are going to, to, to not treat me the way that I deserve to be treated. They're all beliefs. They're all ways I've dealt with the cracks in my foundation. But they keep me from love. And they keep me from connection. We might even have beliefs around the world. The world is a dark and evil place. It's dangerous. There's, there's nothing out there that serves us. We have to be on guard. It's trying to hurt us. These are all beliefs that we hold that at one point, in one way, helped us survive. And now, I don't know about you, but they don't serve anymore. They're making my life worse. We're limited. We're stuck at home. We're not in the relationships that we want to be in. We're living scared and afraid. Those beliefs aren't helping anymore. And if we can figure out how the first or the the church went from believing Jesus is dead to Jesus is alive eternally, if we can figure out how to change that belief, maybe we can apply it to the beliefs in our lives that aren't serving us. And that's what this series is, or this message is about. I actually learned the content for this message later. We'd, we'd already built the Cracks in the Foundation series. We'd built all the messages. And I was reading or listening to a podcast, and they, they suddenly showed me something about how our brains work. That I was like, oh, man, if we could just figure that out, if we could use that tool, maybe we could be free. Maybe we could change these beliefs that aren't working anymore. And so today, I want to invite you to bring to mind one of those beliefs. It's okay if you can't. I understand it. Sometimes it's, it's even hard to know what an, an, a limiting belief is. The belief feels so real that it doesn't even feel like a belief. And yet it is. And if that's something that you can't even get your brain around, pause this, go back, listen to the whole Cracks in the Foundation series, and then start this one again. 
We talk about our spiritual journeys, the model of friend church. It starts with awareness. Then it gets into this piece around how we take care of ourselves and others and how we create a sense of we, but it all starts with awareness. And so this message today assumes that that awareness work is at least started. So bring to mind one of those limiting beliefs. I'm not good enough. I'm not whatever. I'm broken. I'm unlovable. Whatever, whatever comes to mind, bring that belief to mind. And just think for a minute. How has that limited your life? Beliefs around the world. It's a dangerous place. There's nothing good in it. That no one will ever take care of you. Beliefs around other people that they're going to leave you, that they don't love you, that you have to pretend to be someone you're not or, or they're just going to laugh at you. What has that belief done to your life? Man, when I contemplate that, this message feels heavy. It'd be really easy if I could just say, hey, just stop believing that. Just let that one go. Wouldn't that be easy? Just like, hey, Vince, you have this negative limiting belief. Just stop. A friend of mine, he knew he had a limiting belief. It's his belief is I'm unlovable. And this belief is so fascinating because, you know, everything in his life, he looked around and he could see it was just proven over and over and again. People wouldn't call him. It's because I'm unlovable. Something would happen at work. It's because, you know, they don't love me. I, just... His brain was just obsessed with this, but he could see it and he said, I need to get help. I need to get someone to support me. And so he went to a counselor. For months they'd been working on it. And one day his counselor sat him down and said, okay, so do you feel lovable now? You've lived your whole life believing I am unlovable fundamentally. If people knew who I was and what I've done, what I'm doing, no one would love me. And now his counselor says, are you lovable? What do you think his brain did? It just instantly went on to tilt like, no, I can't go from I'm unlovable to I'm lovable just like that, like just flip a switch. And if you look at the Bible story, Jesus didn't, the story about Jesus didn't start with Jesus is dead, full stop to Jesus is alive eternally. It doesn't work that way. Our brain just calls BS. It's like, no, I can't do that. And this is the part I didn't realize until the Huberman podcast showed me that our brains evolve completely differently than that. We change our beliefs completely differently than that. And to explain it, let me go back to the beginning of the gospel stories, the beginning of the stories about Jesus. Jesus dies, let's say, 30-ish AD, or what we now call common era. The people all around have watched him die. He's dead, like, gone. But then about 30 to 50 years later, 30 to 50 years, this is a generation or two later, we start to see the first written stories about Jesus. First one that we have access to in the Bible. It's the gospel according to Mark. 
Now remember, this is written 30 to 50 years later. And the first story, even Mark, there's like a Mark ending one, and then there's like a Mark revised ending number two. In ending number one, which is what we think is the oldest stories about Jesus, Jesus dies, he gets buried in a tomb, but when his friends and his students come to see his body, his body's not there anymore. We actually have writings from early historians talking about grave robbers, people who steal the bodies of the deceased. I don't know why they do this, but. So the first stories of Jesus started off, he's dead, full stop, we're never gonna be saved, we'll never be free of the Romans. Two, he's dead, but we can't find his body. See how it just evolves just, just a little bit? He's still dead, but... We don't know where his body is. Could be grave robbers, we're not sure. Second ending of Mark, what we think is the newer ending, there's this idea that Jesus shows up as a ghost kind of character later on. He's still dead, that's not changed. But it's almost like his spirit shows up. Fascinating. What was so fascinating is it doesn't start at he's dead and goes all the way to this eternal idea. It slowly evolves. Fast forward another probably, let's say, I know 50 to 60 years after Jesus' death, two new gospels come up, Mark, or sorry, uh, Matthew and Luke. In these stories, we start to, to get stories of Jesus died, but then people start experiencing Jesus in a physical way after, but not like normal, Jesus is alive, more of these kind of really weird cryptic stories. Like Jesus will show up or he'll be walking and then he'll disappear. People are walking by a stranger that they don't know and then all of a sudden the stranger says something and the person says, oh, you're Jesus. So there's these really cryptic stories that Jesus died and first we couldn't find his body and now 20 years later, maybe 30 years later, we're starting to get these stories where he's dead, but there's like these weird sightings. Not truly physical sightings, but like weird stuff is happening. People are seeing him, touching him, but then he also disappears. Story, the beliefs around Jesus are evolving. Fast forward maybe 60 to 80 years after Jesus' death, Along comes a gospel we call John. Now John takes this idea of like the death of Jesus and then the death of Jesus without finding the body and then the ghost and then the sightings of Jesus. John comes at it with this final thing and says, actually no, Jesus never died in the first place. The story starts with Jesus died and the belief slowly evolves over time. We're talking decades. Until suddenly we get this story of Jesus being eternal. When I look back at my friend's story, I am unlovable. The story starts there, I'm unlovable. And his counselor tries to take him all the way to the other side and says, are you lovable? And of course his brain's going, no. Of course I'm not lovable. But see, that's what I've learned about how our brains change. Our brains don't change by denying a belief. We change by slowly evolving the belief and replacing the old one with one that's new, but just a little bit different. 
And then that one evolves a little bit further, just a little bit different and a little bit better. And then that one evolves over time. And over time, we slowly start doing this. So let's, let's start with my friend, I am unlovable. <laughs> We're not going to get to I'm lovable. <laughs> like that's not, it, it doesn't just go, I'm unlovable. And the next step is I'm lovable. That's crazy. But what if we said this? Instead of going for my lovable, would his brain accept I'm very hard to love? Oh, that changes things, doesn't it? It's not over here to this crazy I'm lovable, but it moves us slightly off that first one that says I'm unlovable to say, oh, I'm really hard to love. But there might be a chance that I'm, I could be loved. And what if he sat with that one for a time? And at some point when he's ready, he, he looked at a new belief that said, I'm hard to love, but now and again I have my moments. Do you think his brain would accept that? Because that's how our brains evolve beliefs. We don't start with one and then go to the complete opposite. We slowly move it over time. That takes me back to my beliefs and, and your beliefs. What is the belief you hold? Is it a belief about you? About the people around you? About the world around you? What if we soften that belief just a hair? Enough. So we don't want our brains to freak out and just deny and be like, that's bull. There's no way. No. But what if instead of saying, I'm ugly, we say, I'm often ugly. The world is often a dangerous place. People will often let me down. Not always. Often. Will your brain accept that to replace the old belief? And what if we stayed there for a while and then the next step instead of often, we could say uh, often, but now and again. The other day when I handed in that report, that wasn't bad. I walked down the street and that person waved to me and said hi and, and that felt pretty safe. You know, I've made a lot of bad mistakes with money and I believe I'm crap with money, but you know, I put some money away the other day and that wasn't a bad decision. So I might be often bad with money, but there was this moment that seemed pretty, pretty okay. And then over time, we slowly let that evolve. Not in these big jumps. Our brains will not do that. Slowly, one belief replacing the next just softening it, just the smallest amount. I love Jordan Peterson when he talks about goal setting. He's like, set the smallest goal you can achieve, the very smallest, so you can have some success. This is the same way. Move that belief as small as you can so your brain will accept it, but it's still going in a good direction. And then evolve it. And then evolve it. The Gospels started, let's say, 33 A.D. or C.E.U., from the date of Jesus' death, approximately, we're guessing here, 
all the way through to kind of the latest time when we think the Gospel of John. We're saying maybe 100 CE, 110 CE, maybe even later than that. It took 80 years. 80 years. I don't have 80 years left unless I figure out how to keep my life longer. But you know what? There's something in that story, those small shifts from Mark to the second reading of Mark to to Matthew to Luke to John. We see these slow shifts over time. And if everything we know about how our brains work, our brains don't like a vacuum that just says, deny this. It likes a slow shift over time. I can conceive of a time in my future. Probably not hours, probably not weeks, months, years. When one of those core beliefs that's holding me back, maybe it's sometimes people won't take care of me, not people won't take care of me. Maybe it's, I have to pretend to be, instead of this belief that says I have to pretend to be someone different than I am for people to love me, we could say, you know what, around the people who love me, I can be myself, even if I have to pretend with the people I don't know. We could have moments where we see the beauty that is us, the, the wisdom, the, the intelligence, the, the skillfulness, the unique thing that we bring to the world. We can see moments of safety and joy and passion where our beliefs held us back forever. We could maybe venture out and, and see new things and try new things because the world isn't always a scary place. I don't think it works by just flipping 180 degrees. I think it works by slowly evolving over time. But if we're willing to do this work, if we're willing to to work with how our brains work to make these changes, to slowly evolve them over time, I can conceive of a time when I'm free or maybe more free. Because right now, that always part of my brain, the belief that says this is always true, that's not serving me. And I don't think it's serving you either. So my encouragement for you as we end 2021, as we have this last moment in the spiritual gym together, commit to taking that one belief and just adding an often to it. Not always, but it can often this way. I'm often less than. I'm often unlovable. I'm often stupid. I'm often, you know, a failure. But not always. If we move those beliefs a little bit at a time, our brain seems to accept that. And if our spiritual ancestors are any indication, we can go from Jesus is dead full stop to Jesus is alive eternally with enough time. And I don't know about you, but I want to go from all the negative things I believe, all the limiting things I believe, to a world where I have some freedom to that. So as we start or finish off 2021 and start 2022, my encouragement for you is to take one of those beliefs, write it down. If you can't, that's okay. Call someone to help you. Go to a counselor, whatever. If you don't know anyone, call me. I'll set you up. Start with figuring out what is the belief that I think is always the case? What is limiting me? And then let's take that first step together this week of saying, no, no, it's not always, but it's often.
And in that way, we take the first step towards freedom. And I don't know about you, but I think we can all use some freedom this year. May you finish 2021 with all that we've talked about, all the stuff that we've done, all the, the inspiration we've tried to share with you to bring you to this point that says, what is the thing that's limiting me in my life, in my relationships, in the way I am? And take the first step from always to often. And that way, take your first step towards freedom. Have an amazing 2021, whatever, however many days you have left. I want to thank you from the bottom of our hearts, me, Jeff, Ryan, Ashley, Yvette, all the staff of Friends Church, for your generosity and for your willingness to be a part of this experiment where we try and inspire each and every one of you and each and every one of us to make the world around us a better place. Have a great week. Don't forget January 2nd, we're back in person in the spiritual gym. We start a series about spiritual practices that will help change our lives long term. You don't want to miss it. Have a great week. Have a great year. Happy New Year.